Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about the Titans' upcoming AFC wildcard matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. And Denard, before we get into that, my friend, I want to ask, how are you doing? Have you come down off of that high after that big win against the Houston Texans this past Sunday? Just a little bit. Uh, the problem is, is uh, of course, this weekend is playoff football, so my nerves have basically they've started to kind of kick in again. So I'm trying to keep myself calm, but uh, I'm okay. I'll, I'll be better after probably about Sunday night, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, this this will be a very interesting weekend. I mean, we have matchups starting all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and this year it's a little different because the NFL playoff expansion adding that one team to where you now have the seven seed and the two seed no longer getting the bye, so that extra de- extra game on both Saturday and Sunday, it's something that I think football fans are really going to enjoy. And the Titans, uh, this information hadn't come out by the last time Denard, you and I recorded, but the Titans are set to host Baltimore Sunday at 1.05 p.m., Nissan Stadium, Nashville, Tennessee. They're, they're still going to let about uh, approximately 25% capacity in, so there will be some crowd there. But the Titans and the Ravens, we're getting to watch that matchup in the playoffs again. You know, these two teams have actually already met this season. I'm sure everyone remembers that. It was a game where the Titans had to come back. They had been struggling in the first half, but they come back. They beat the Baltimore Ravens in overtime. And it was a fun game where you really had a back and forth on both sides. At the end of the day, the Titans came out on top. Derrick Henry took over as he usually does. And the Titans walked away with a 30-24 to win. But at this time, I want to ask, do you believe? I would like to say that Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline.ag. And the NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs, as we know, start this weekend. So with all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? You need to go to betonline.ag. They got a lot of different prop bets coming up for this weekend. I was looking at it earlier. I mean, we're talking about bets such as who's going to have the most passing yards during wildcard weekend. Will a wildcard weekend team make the Super Bowl? And... I mean, like the list goes on and on. It's like, but hey, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. The Titans have been staying around plus three and a half, so they are underdogs in their own stadium. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, Denard, I'm. I'm very interested to kind of get your take, see if obviously since these two teams have played each other recently and then we go back to last year whenever they played in the division round and the Titans being a 10-point underdog come in and just upset them. They punched Baltimore in the mouth from the beginning and it really wasn't even much of a contest. Derrick Henry ran, Derrick Henry was turning their defensive backs into fullbacks for himself. Like he was just embarrassing them. Ryan Tannehill didn't even have to throw but 14 times, two of them touchdowns. It was just, it was a beautiful performance overall, and the defense played lights out. So I, I think, you know, taking a step back, looking at it, I think this is a pretty good draw for the Titans. 
We'll, we'll mention some of the other games here in a bit, but Denard, whenever you're looking at this game, what message do you have to Titans fans right off the bat going into another big-time playoff matchup? Well, I would say this is to expect the unexpected. And the reason that I say this is because this is a new season, okay? This is a new football season. It's playoff time. And so the speed magnifies like 50,000 times, you know, just figuratively speaking, but it gets that much faster. And you can't anticipate, you can practice for it, but you cannot anticipate the speed when it starts to happen. And what you got to do is you have to adjust to it. I tell people all the time, Playoff football is so much different than the regular season because guys, some guys will tighten up because they know that every possession, every play can determine them moving forward or basically their season is done and they basically going on an early vacation. And so I would tell Titans fans to brace because this is going to be a game where two teams are basically identical. We know what they want to do and they know what we want to do. And so this is going to be a game like the Colts. Remember the first time we played Indy down in Nashville? And it was a good game at first. And then Indy just came out and just basically took over the game in the third quarter. Okay. But then Tennessee goes up to Indy. And what happened? Just basically punches Indy right in the mouth, you know. And that's the way this game is going to be. You said it. I love what you just said earlier. You said it's beautiful. It's beautiful when this team is ugly. You know what I'm saying? When they just come out and punch you right in your mouth. It's beautiful to watch when it's ugly. So the question that I have for Tennessee this week, which Titan teams or which Titan team are we going to see? Is it going to be the team that we witnessed Sunday in Houston? Because if you play the way that you played against Houston, this game would be over early. Or would this be the team that we witnessed in Indy? where they came out and punched the Colts in the mouth and said, okay, listen, we're going to line up in this little I formation, which we've been doing all year long, and we're just going to punch you right in the mouth. If you can stop it, stop it. If you can't, well, so what? We're going to continue to run it. So that's the question that I have, you know, as a former player and as a fan, is which team is going to show up? That's a very fair question because, as we've seen with the Titans, they can – I've started just labeling them Jekyll and Hyde because yeah. you never know which which Titans team you're going to get each half of the game. And it's not from game to game. It really does seem to be like from half to half whenever you're looking at the, the offense and the defense. And uh, sometimes the defense, like you saw in Houston, shows up in the first half, goes away in the second half. Offense kind of there in the first half and then goes away there for the third quarter. So it's just you, you never know what you're going to get. But Denard, we look at this game and – as we kind of started out with, like this is a team that is familiar with the Ravens. What we saw last year was something that the Titans bred themselves on as far as just giving Derrick Henry 30 carries a game in the playoffs and seeing what he can do. And it worked very well for him for the first uh, two games and a half. So with Baltimore knowing that's what's coming, they saw that up close and personal earlier in the regular season. I mean, how, how big of a how much more of a factor do you think Ryan Tannehill is going to have to be? Are the Titans in a position where they're just going to be able to continue to do what they do best? Or do you think they're going to have to actually expect Baltimore to stack the box even more than usual? Like, I, I know this is just kind of foreshadowing, but when you're looking at this, this game plan taking place between the Titans, the Ravens, what am I expecting on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans this weekend? Well, 
let me say this because I know I know uh, defensive coordinator Don Martindale, uh, the Ravens defensive coordinator, very well. He was my coach uh, when I was uh, in Oakland. Okay, so my little state. So I know uh, Martin. I call him Marty. Listen, he is a good football coach. I'm going to tell you something, people. He knows how to get his unit uh, in place to make plays. Okay. He knows how to utilize his talent and he knows his weaknesses. He knows his strong points. You better know it by now because it's everything is on the line Sunday. So let me tell you this right now. And I'm going to tell you Baltimore's mentality. Deuce Deuce. You know who that is. The king, whatever you want to call him. I like to call him the king. Deuce Deuce. What he's telling his team right now, okay, or he'll tell them tomorrow uh, when they get uh, at the facility is Deuce Deuce is not going to beat us, okay, because for the last two years, he has gashed this defense. So he's looking at his defense line right now. Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, you talk about McAfee, uh, McPhee, Pernell McPhee. He's looking at those guys, and he's basically showing his team. He's showing them every play of last the last time that Tennessee played them. And he's looking at how our offensive line pushed their defensive line around, okay? And he's pointing that out. And he's letting his guys know that our offensive line, Quesenberry, Sappho, Jones, Davids, and Kelly, they whooped us, okay? That's where it started. He's going back to 2019, the 2020 game. Uh, the divisional, uh, playoff game down in Baltimore. And he says, I- I'm gonna, I want you guys to see this game. This is where Tennessee won the game in the trenches. They beat us. So he's gonna have his guys, his unit, especially that interior line. He's gonna have those guys ready to go. And so what's gonna happen is the X factor for Tennessee this week is the guy that earlier on we was, we constantly was calling his name. That's John New. Okay. We got to have a big game because if you look at the first game when we played him this year, week 11, who was making plays? It was John New that Ryan was going to at first. He's the one that got the first touchdown to get everything started, right? So I, I, I truly believe this game is going to come down this week to the play of the tight ends. I truly believe the X factor might be Jeff Swain. It might be John New. It might be Anthony Berkshire. It might be Michael Pruitt. I don't know who's going to be in there. But that might be the X factor in getting us over the hump into the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, Denard, I, I wanted to say that I expect this game to be more indicative of what we saw earlier this year than I do last year. Because last year, now I will say, kind of digressing off of that real quickly, one of the big things that I think Titans fans have in their, their corner right now is that it's the playoffs. And I say that because Lamar Jackson's on the other sideline. And Lamar is great of a quarterback and player as he is in the NFL. I mean, we're talking about the reigning MVP. He has not performed whenever he's been in the playoffs. And so he's got a lot of pressure on him, more so than than anybody on the Titans does, to come out and play well. So we'll see how he does there. Does he cave under pressure, or does he actually come out and embrace the moment? But that is something that is probably my most intriguing storyline to watch, is just to see what Lamar does. Because this year it's going to be a little bit different in the playoffs, but I, I went back, and as I was looking at the statistics for the last time these two teams met in the playoffs last year, the Titans, it's incredible when you watch, sorry, not watch, but you look at how different the numbers were. And what I mean by that is, Denard, Baltimore ran 92 plays last year in the playoff game. 92 to the Titans, 53. They almost ran two times as many plays as the Titans did. They had 530 yards to 300 of the Titans. But the Titans were just so efficient. And that's what we saw down the stretch last year. 
and we've seen it at times this year. It's once they get in the red zone, they don't settle for field goals. They go in and they score touchdowns. And that was the key statistic for why Tennessee was able to beat them so handedly last year was because whenever the Titans got into the red zone, they were 3-3 three three for touchdowns. Baltimore, on the other hand, 1-4. So the Titans have to be able to have that bend-but-don't-break mentality and presence on the defensive side of the ball. That's what scares me because this defense is nothing like what we saw at the end of last year. Now, it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see what Mike Vrabel and Shane Bowen do to kind of scheme up against Lamar in this run attack because this run attack of late for Baltimore has definitely come on. They've really, I, I think you pointed this out the other day, Denard, but I mean, Mark Ingram's kind of taking a step back. He's not really getting any of the carries, and it's just pretty much J.K. Dobbins being the leading back, and then they mix in some Gus Edwards here and there. And, of course, you know Lamar's going to take off if he gets the opportunity. So it's just one of those things to where whenever I'm going back last year, and, again, like that game, as great as it was for Titans fans, I kind of had to throw it out just because of how fluky it was to where you, you win a playoff game by 16 points, ba- basically two to three possessions, and your quarterback only throws 14 passes. And one of the things we saw was that your, your big studs, your big guys on the outside. A.J. Brown, one reception for nine yards last year in the playoffs. Derrick Henry, or sorry, um, Corey Davis, one reception for three yards. Now, of course, that ended up being a touchdown on a pass by Derrick Henry, but I could see the Titans getting creative here. But whenever you flash forward and look at what happened earlier when these two teams met this season, Corey and A.J. went off, and we needed them to have huge games because Corey had five receptions for 113 yards on seven targets, and A.J. had four receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. So Ryan made sure to kind of get the ball around, and you you see a lot of names on that stat on the stat sheet, but Corey and A.J. are at the top for a reason, and I think you're going to need to really make sure you're getting them involved early. I know you're big on the tight ends, and I do expect them to try to get Jonu some more plays, like maybe even an end around or something early. Because really, we've seen once he gets in space, and he's got some speed that a lot of people underestimate for that tight end position. But another key thing I wanted to mention, Denard, I, I got I got a question for you. But it looks as though Adam Humphreys is likely going to be back. Now that's not for certain, but based off what I'm hearing, it's it's hopeful that he's going to be back in the fold for the Titans. And that safety blanket is just a good sign for whenever you've you've watched the Titans and they need someone to go to. But whenever it comes to the players on the practice squad that the Titans have protected for this week, you got kicker Sam Sloman, who hit that game winner last week, outside linebacker Brooks Reed, outside linebacker Nate Orchard, and center Daniel Munier. Denard, with the special team situation kind of still being uncertain on whether or not Steven Goskowski will be back, how, how big of an impact, and I know we probably harp on it more than most people, but how big of an impact do you expect special teams to be in this game? And not just special teams from the kicking standpoint, but when we're talking about maybe seeing some trick plays, I mean, we've, we've seen these teams get, get a little uh, dicey here and there. Well, think about this. So who's the Baltimore coach again? John Harbaugh? That is correct, and, sir. So, I know. But what is he known for? Why did he get the job in the first place in Baltimore? It wasn't because he was a great offense or defensive coordinator, right? He was a special team coordinator. This is his forte. Think about it. We're going into the playoffs. And think about the first game that we played him this year. You remember the play where we line up Logan Whiteside as a personal protector, and then he ends up hitting Nick Westbrook-Ikine for a big third down conversion, and we were able to go and get three points out of that? Yep. 
So yeah, that, that fourth down it. conversion was huge. Yeah, that was. Oh, I'm sorry, the fourth down conversion. I'm sorry, they were getting ready to punt on the third down. I I got it wrong. I got sorry, it sorry, buddy. No but think about this. Look at last week against uh, in the Houston game. Houston basically ran the same play against us. We never saw AJ McCarron, and that's hard. I, I don't blame the, the uh, punt returns. I play punt return. It's hard to see the personal protector. But I'm going to tell Titans fans this week: if you see number two coming a game for Baltimore, that's Tyler Huntley, their backup quarterback. The whole stadium needs to be screaming if number two is at the personal protector. Okay, something's up. You know that sometimes a team might need a little additive edge, okay, and to generate some kind of momentum in the course of a game. What better way than special teams? We saw that in the Houston game when Houston was able to convert on the fourth down. You know, that ended up turning into points. That can be the difference maker in this game. Field position is everything. We may be without Brick Hearns, okay, the, one of the best punters in the league. That might be a possibility. So what you got to do is you got to make sure that every play, especially in the special teams, make sure it counts because that might be the difference maker in this game. I keep thinking when I look at these two teams, they're basically identical, as I alluded to earlier. So they know what each other going to do, but we don't know special team wise. I mean, this is what special team coach Craig Ackerman is sitting in his office right now saying, what is it that can help us? Maybe I've been saving something all year uh, for right for now, for Sunday. The same thing if you're uh, Baltimore. Think about it. You're sitting back saying to yourself, what can we do to get an edge over this team? They basically, they beat us up the last two times. Okay, I know last time in Baltimore, I wouldn't say they beat us up, but they, they, they handed it to us. So if I'm the special teams coordinator for Baltimore, I'm saying to myself, what will give us an added, additive edge? And that's what you gotta, that's, you gotta be cognizant of this week if you're on the, uh, punt team, punt return is look for something late in the game because that's usually when teams will run something that we haven't seen all year long. So you've got to be aware of that. That is so vital in the playoffs. People don't understand special teams is everything. And when you got a coach like Coach Harbaugh, who is a special teams coordinator, you don't think he's telling his special team coach Jerry Roseburg, Hey, listen, we got to find something. We need, we may have to find a play on special teams. I don't know, kickoff return. I don't know. You're going to have to come up with something. And I promise you, it's going to happen at some point in this game. So yeah, it's everything. Field position. It's everything. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what gives team an edge in the playoffs. It's field positions because there's such parity. Well, that's what helped okay. the Titans last year was that they exactly. were able to create turnovers and they had favorable field position from the beginning whenever we were playing Baltimore in the playoffs. Field position is everything. If you give a unit, you know, if you basically get a great punt like Britt has been doing all season long and put an opponent in a basically an uncompromising situation, it's hard. It changes the way that an offensive coordinator now can call a game. But if, if we see what, we, what happened in Indy the first time, where you put a defense when you get a, a kick block and now you're in your, the opponent's red zone. I mean, it's, it's, it's a defensive coordinator nightmare. It gives him nightmares because now he knows that I'm at a disadvantage as a coach. So again, that's going to be the key to this game. I truly believe it's field position. No, no, I hear you. And I mean, that, that field position can be critical. We've, we've seen what happens whenever the Titans start in favorable field position and whenever they are efficient in the red zone. I mean, like, you go back to the uh, Buffalo Bills game from earlier in the year. Titans dominated. 
I went back, they had four touchdowns that were 30 yards or less because they got the ball in such a great spot. Yeah. They were just able to, to convert whenever they were put in a situation where it's like, all right, we don't have far to go. We can do it in five plays or less or, or what have you. But, again, Denard, I've kind of been delaying talking about this because it's obviously been somewhat of a sore subject for, for the Titans as of late. But when we're looking at this defense, I will say, for the most part, they've done a good job of being able to at least come out on top in matchups against the Ravens. Now, when they faced off against each other earlier in the year, the Ravens were 9-15 of on third-down conversions. That's a stat that Titans fans are not happy to see is when they see that third down flash, they're like, it could be third and 30, and I still don't feel confident we'll get a stop here. That's, that's kind of how things have gone for the Titans on third downs this year. But, I mean, what outside of obviously trying to get some turnovers early, what does this Titans defense need to do whenever it comes to containing Lamar Jackson? Do they just, obviously you want to be hopeful that he's a little off and overthrow some of his guys isn't very accurate, but is it just the same game plan as last time? Or what are you expecting to see Greg Roman and that offense do to kind of try to come out on top against Vrabel and this D? Well, listen, and, and I was just, I was breaking this down earlier. One of the things that I've noticed about the Titans defense last game against Baltimore is they eliminated the big plays. You know Lamar, when he wanted to take his shot, who he's going to. He's going to number 15, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, the product of the University of Oklahoma. The problem is, is our safeties did a problem. The good thing about that was we saw Armani make some uh, huge plays, uh, breaking a lot of pass breakups that game. And he had a huge pick on Debrick Duvernay. And uh, one of the things that I love about the last game is they eliminated the big plays. Now, the problem. The play was 31 yards. Exactly. But who was that to? Is Andrews. That was Andrews. that that was that long third down conversion. Right. The yeah. long third but you know what? In the fourth quarter he had Andrews open again on a big third and thirteen. He was able to hit, but he also missed him yep. because the defensive lineman actually got they basically collapsed the puck and they had um Lamar under duress. So again, the key for our defensive unit this week, Dave, is gonna be this. We have to contain number eighty nine, Mark Andrews, okay? Let me just say this right now. He torched his defense last game. And if it wasn't for the defensive line getting a lot of pressure to Lamar, this game could have actually ended up a lot different than it was because he basically missed him when he was wide open, you know, finding a kind of a soft spot in that zone. He is Lamar's guy, okay? When Lamar's in trouble, this is the number 89. You have got to circle him if you're defensive coordinator. Well, we don't have a defensive coordinator. If you're Mike Vrabel, he's basically looking at last game and said, listen, our safeties had a lot of issues basically guarding him because he's so big and fast. He's very elusive. He's one of the up-and-coming tight ends in the league. If you can account for 89 and 8, that's pretty much about 60% of their offense. So what you want to do is make sure that I'm going to put the game in 27 Dobbins' hands, okay? Because I don't think on the edges they can beat us. I truly think last time we took it to their receivers. Brown was ineffective. Duvernay was ineffective. Willie Sneed, we basically took out the game. Miles Boykin was really a no-show. So the question to this in this game that I have is the safeties. Kenny Vaccaro and Kevin Byard or Amani Hooker basically having their guard number 89, Mark Andrews, 101. That's going to be the matchup to watch. And I feel like if we can contain Mark Andrews, that will give this defense a chance at being successful Sunday. Yeah, I meant to mention earlier, Denard, I mean, kind of, we're talking about that, but uh, for, for ways in which you can watch this game, 
Uh, ESPN's kind of doing a, doing it up a little differently, but there's so many different ways to to watch the drama unfold on on Sunday. But um, it's going to be on ESPN and the family of networks, so you can watch it on ESPN, ABC, ESPN Two, ESPN Deportes, Freeform, and ESPN Plus. So a lot of ways for fans to get out there and and watch this game. And I'm just I'm I'm really excited, and I, I'm hopeful that this Titans defense is going to step up and. Just you know, make make that big play when we need to, or at least get in a situation like you said, where Lamar missed Andrews on that one pass that probably could have altered the game. So I I, I do expect us to kind of get into more of a shootout type style of of game. I, I think both defenses this year are down compared to what you've normally seen for these respective programs, and so the offenses have kind of been hitting their stride as of late. And we know what the Titans like to do. I'm I'm really hopeful that Ryan Tannehill will come out. I'm expecting at some point that Baltimore defense just to try to collapse down in or down in on Derrick Henry and Ryan just runs that read option and just takes it to the outside and takes off. I would I would love to see him do that because we know he's got the speed. I'm just really anticipating and curious to see what Arthur Smith is going to do because you know, if the Titans get beat, this very well could be his last game coaching Tennessee. Every essentially every head coaching vacancy, there's at least some report out there somewhere that says he's a candidate for this job of all six head coaching vacancies in the NFL. So Titans fans, like, I'm, I'm hopeful he's back next year, but with the way things are going, there's there's just no telling. So it's, it's going to be a lot of storylines, but what I, I do want to say is just try to enjoy the time between now and the game and whatever happens, happens. It, it's just fun whenever you, you get to the playoffs and just that anticipation of the week leading up to it. Denard, I did want to mention a, a few things that probably won't impact the Titans, but just something we, we can mention. But before we move off of that, we'll get to our picks here a little bit later on. But is there any other notes that you want to get to as it relates to this upcoming matchup on Sunday? Yeah, and also I wanted to talk about, you know, about containing Lamar. You know, I was just kind of sitting back and I was thinking, you really, you can't stop a great player like Lamar, but what you can do is neutralize him. So one of the things this defense did well last game, and I kept looking at it, and I said, why did they do such a good job? And it was easy. If you move him out of the pocket, he doesn't like to go laterally. That's not his game. But he's like kind of like Russell. Russell can move laterally. He can move anyway, but that's really not Lamar's game. When he makes a really explosive play, a great play, it's when he finds a crease, like when the pocket collapsed or he's under duress, he kind of steps up and just kind of find a lane and just take off. And then he uses athletic ability to really, you know, generate more yards, you know, with, with his running style. So I thought the defense did a really great job in basically closing off the lanes. That's going to be huge this week because if you go back a few years ago when they played, was this, uh, well, they were San Diego at the time, but it's the LA Chargers and they played them in the playoffs and you remember, they did such a great job. They had literally had like two guys on the line of scrimmage and they were playing like nine guys, basically linebacker and secondary. It, they basically, it was like, what was going on in that game? But he couldn't find a lane to run because literally when he would take off or if he tried to, he basically had about eight to nine guys, you know, sitting right in front of him. So that's something that he didn't like. And so when you move him side to side, we saw that Tennessee did that last game. It just basically, he looked like he was uncomfortable doing that. And I know he's trying to stay in the pocket a lot longer, being that pocket quarterback, 
But that's his game is just finding a crease. And the defense did a great job last game uh, and basically just, like I said, neutralizing him because you can't stop him. He's just too talented to stop. I've always said this, talent can only stop talent. So what you just got to do is minimize his um, ability to make plays if you can. And that's what they did. You know, that's what happens when you have a great quarterback. You try to put them in a, a, a situation that they don't like, that they're very uncomfortable. You take away their strong points. And I thought Tennessee did a great job last game in taking away uh, those lanes. And, and, and when he tried to step up, there was somebody, some defensive lineman, some linebacker that hold to meet him. And that's what they're going to have to do because if you let number eight beat you, he will beat you. And that's something that you don't want to do, uh, especially with a game of this magnitude. And he's got a lot of pressure on him. He hasn't won a playoff game. So now, you know, he's hearing it. So he's going to be ready to go when he, he gets to Nashville Sunday. Denard, moving off of the Titans game real quick. One of the big storylines right now is the COVID outbreak that is kind of ravaging the Cleveland Browns locker room. And the news that broke earlier was that head coach Kevin Stefanski is not going to be able to coach. He came down, a couple of other assistant coaches, couple of players as well for the Ravens that are going to be on the COVID reserve list and not able to get back out there. Is there a situation, again, this is just speculation, but I'm sure the NFL is talking about it, but like, do you see any way in which the NFL decides to push some of these games back at all? Yeah, it can happen because that's the only thing that just really, it's just where there's a lot of uncertainty. We just don't know what's going to happen between now and Sunday. Okay, so with the COVID protocols, everything can change, you know, on a drop of a dime. It's like, we don't know. I mean, just the situation in Cleveland right now, you imagine if you're the Browns, Kevin Stefanski is your play caller. Okay. So that basically changes the whole course of the game. If you're offense, especially if you're your quarterback, you're so used to him calling plays. Now you got to, and who's, is it the offensive coordinator also was, uh, was another coach. I, I don't think offense. it was a coordinator. There was, there was a couple of uh, position coaches, but I don't think they were, I, I could be wrong, but I don't believe they're missing their OC. Okay. And I think their special teams coordinator is filling in as the head coach. Okay. Well, that's tough, man. I, I hate to hear that for Cleveland. You know, imagine you've gone this long without, you know, being in the playoffs, and now all of a sudden you're hit with the, you know, the situation Tennessee was hit with earlier on in the year. Again, I mean, at this time, especially at this time of year, you're just going to have to, you got to adjust to every negative situation. I think, think teams like Nick Saban said, Saturday, uh, when they beat Notre Dame, I just think who's able to adjust and who's able to kind of fight through uh, these adverse situations. And I think that's what has given teams like Alabama, especially when you think of college, uh, a chance to be playing for a national championship. If they've just been able to overcome this adversity dealing with the COVID situation. And I feel like even in the pros, this might be the start of something that we might end up seeing throughout the playoffs, which can basically alter you know, what we think is going to happen, you know, and I hate to see that, but that's what we've been dealing with all year. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, heck, they're, they've even kind of got that issue going on right now with Ohio State. So yeah, uh, it's, it's just something that we're going to have to monitor. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL handles the situation because, um, I mean, I'm sure you get to the point where the Cleveland Browns don't have enough of a position group to where they they could even right. go out there based off the, the guidelines the NFL has in place. So Obviously, clock's ticking, and you kind of got these matchups set. Uh, all eyes are on this. I mean, it's the playoffs for for it, it. Everything's on the line at this point. So I don't know. It's just something to to kind of keep an eye on. But as of right now, 
for the Titans, Ravens, no issues there, um, but or at least big time issues. I know there are still concerns about whether Steven Goskowski is going to be back or not, but Denard to kind of wrap us up here, and this is kind of what everyone's been waiting for, but as we get into our prediction for this wild card matchup, talk are you, are you going to talk me into a Titans win here? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to talk you into it because, you know, last week, I think we spent probably about 30 minutes before you can get a response out of me uh, as to who was going to win. And, you know, with playoffs, I've been in, I've been on like both sides. I've been like the team that people basically said didn't have a chance and we end up going into uh, the opposing teams, their their stadium, and that a tough crowd, a tough environment, and pulling off a victory. Uh, I did it in '99 with Tennessee. We went in Indy, beat the Colts and Peyton Manning. Uh, they were favored to win. Uh, we went to Jacksonville. People thought we were going to get blown out in the AFC Championship game, and we end up blowing them out. And then we go into the Super Bowl, and of course we lost that one. And and then I'm on the then the polar. Polar opposite happened the following year in 2000. We were the team to basically beat. Everybody had us christening as to be the team that was going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. We ended up losing to Baltimore, even though we split uh, during the season. And so the playoffs, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. I will say this. If Tennessee defense played the way that they played in the first half of the Houston game, if we see this unit come out, and play the way that they played against Baltimore the first game where they was put in some very uh, tough situations and they was able to respond. And instead of giving up seven, we saw them basically give up three points. That's a win for the defense, okay? We saw where Amani Hooker made some big plays in the in the red zone against uh, the first pass breakup with, against Mark Andrews. We saw how when Tannehill threw that pick in the first quarter, how the defense responded and stepped up and made a huge play and basically uh, eliminated Baltimore from getting seven points and end up, you know, they end up getting three points. If we see that kind of effort and we see that defense is making plays like that and we see this offense come out and basically if they're able to just exert their, their will, you know, on this defense, I mean, impo- excuse me, impose their will on this, on this defense then I truly believe this will give this unit a chance to win. But if they come out lackadaisical and basically what I call as last week when I alluded to when they came out very lethargic, it was almost like they were not even there in the first first quarter, mm-hmm. they will get beat. And so that's – I don't know which team is going to show up, Davey. Like you said, it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hawk. Who's going to show up? You know, which team? The team against uh, that showed up uh, against the Browns that we thought they are going to blow – uh, two teams that were eight and three at the time. The Browns haven't beaten a, a what one winning team uh, the whole season. That was the Colts, and then the Browns come out and basically dismantle the Titans from the start to the finish. What are we going to get? And that's the biggest question mark that I have for this team. Well, Denard, I think you're going to get both. It's just depending on uh, <laughs> um, which half and and when. I guess it would be worse to have Jekyll versus Hyde. I don't know. We'll see. Like that's that's the thing with this team. It's it has at least been in some interesting storylines to follow. And we've got the, the one goal knocked down as far as making the playoffs and winning the AFC South. 
And so now you're on to your next one of advancing to the divisional round and getting another shot at, uh, the, I mean, the, your opponent options right now are pretty heavy. It's as far as who you could end up playing, but it's, it's one of those games to where I do expect it to be close. I don't expect you to see what happened last year where the Titans blow out the Ravens. I don't expect to see the Ravens blow the Titans out. Um, I've been kind of cool lately on my picks as far as uh, just across a multitude of sports. So I'm going to use my cooling powers, Denard. I'm going to take the Ravens to win 27-24. to And if my cooling powers actually come into play, Tennessee should come out on top on this one. So, again, I, I think their defense is going to really step up, but I don't know about Lamar Jackson. That's that like that is my wild card for the wild card game. It's like what can Lamar Jackson do in the playoffs? Does he show up or does he not? And that that'll ultimately determine the outcome for the game. But right now, I'm going to go with the Ravens, 27 to 24. And Denard, I, I hope the next time we get together and discuss, we are having some jubilation, and it is a fun conversation. And it's not not one that where we're having to wrap things up on the, the Titans putting that bow on the season. But, I mean, this team, whenever the odds are stacked against them, they've at least come out and they've made an impact and they've they've proven a lot of people wrong. And so I'm, I'm hoping that with all the national media analysts thinking it's the Ravens' time again, I hope we get the Tennessee we saw last year in the playoffs, especially starting out. So either way, 1 o'clock Sunday, Nissan Stadium. Also wanted to mention Ravens having to travel now two weeks in a row. They were their game in Cincinnati wasn't much of a game, but that's still traveling during this time. Everyone's tired. And so now going back on the road from Baltimore to Nashville. Hopefully that'll catch up to them a little bit. Give the Titans the edge there. But Denard, before we go, my friend, any final thoughts? You know, you must have ESP. Is that where you can like read somebody else's mind? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Denard, we know, just have we have that twin telepathy. I know. Yeah. You know what? You know what's scary is that I was actually thinking the same thing. I just didn't want to say it, <laughs> but I was actually. There's a lot of pressure right now. Number eight in Baltimore. He has won an NFL MVP. Uh, he has shined since he's you know came into the league. Just an electrical play, electrifying player. Uh, I do. And I hate to say this, and I hate to go against the, the grain of what I've been I've been picking this team all year long, and that's the Titans. But I do believe that M- Lamar Jackson will get his first playoff victory uh, Sunday in Nashville. Well, Denard, I hope you and myself are wrong. Me too. But hey, it's been a good show. Win, lose, or tie. We obviously won't have a tie, but hey, win or lose, Denard and I will be here to recap everything that happens for the Titans over this weekend for you on Monday morning. So we hope you all have a fantastic wild card weekend. The Titans come out and do what we all hope and know that they're capable of. Before Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.